anyone, twist no one's words, not gossip or slander, nor join in condemning anyone without a hearing or without a just cause. Rather, in court and everywhere else, I should avoid lying and deceit of every kind. These are devices the devil himself uses, and they would call down on me God's intense anger. I should love the truth, speak it candidly, and openly acknowledge it. And I should do what I can to guard and advance my neighbor's good name. And then I invite you then to look at your bulletins. The bulletins you see have the list of the Ten Commandments in them. And um, once you have found those, we're going to say all those things together, even though there's a bold section, which is today's commandment. It's good for us to re be refreshed by God's Word here and uh, what the Ten Commandments are. So let's stand and read all those words together. This is God's word to us. Let's say these words. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in order to worship it. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, beloved in Christ, hear about the uh, high school boy who came home and was supposed to be home by midnight, but was actually getting in just about two in the morning. Everyone was asleep. He crept quietly up the stairs, but as he did so, he hit the stair that creaked. And his dad woke up. That you, Bobby? Yes, it's me. What time is it, son? Before he could say a word, the cuckoo clock struck twice. And in one of the most ingenious moments of the boy's young life, he stood there and cuckooed ten more times. <laughs> cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Sometimes the lies we tell are sheer creative genius. Now, now that's um, funny, but, but also sad for the statistics. You know the statistics, I'm sure, for people lying versus telling the truth are just awful. Everyone lies, and most of us lie a lot. Statistics tell the sad tale. 75% of American people lie up to a couple times a day. Dr. Leonard Keeler, a co-inventor of the lie detector, the polygraph machine, tested over 25,000 individuals and came to the conclusion that human beings are basically deceptive. No kidding. If it weren't so sad, it'd be funny. People, people tell lies right, right to each other's face. Of course they do. And 
They tell lies about someone when they're not around. People tell lies in their writing, think social media. So many lies, in fact, that the theory is that that, that kind of disinformation, lies, can sway the votes, even in our free elections, so much lying, in fact, that our president announced a new initiative residing under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security. President Biden announced the Disinformation Governance Board so the government can control all of that lying. And he promptly declared that Nina Jenkowitz will be the executive director. Now, people wasted no time digging up dirt on her, of course, and they allege that she herself is a disreputable dissembler of data, a fantastic fabricator of facts, and a proud prevaricator of principle. In other words, they allege she is the biggest liar of them all. And after introducing herself with her own supercalifragilisticexpialidocious parody on YouTube, and if you haven't heard it, think information laundering is really quite ferocious, hide a little, hide a little, hide a little lie, Let's just say that the many who oppose this new governance board and her on the basis of no less than the right to freedom of speech without government regulation or interference, well, they now refer to her as scary poppins. Now, friends, even outside of the Bible, much has been written about lies and lying. Some pretty famous people have commented on the subject. Abraham Lincoln was quite practical when he said, no man has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. Aesop of Fables fame. Remember Mr. Fables? This just popped in my mind there. <laughs> Aesop wrote tellingly about a liar who is found out. A liar will not be believed even when he speaks the truth. And then there's Sir Walter Scott who commented famously on the uncontrollability of lying when he wrote, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Now this morning we aren't here to sing the praises of lying or of humanity's lying ability. That's for sure. Despite its longevity, right? Lying's been around since Adam and Eve in the garden. Listened, they listened to the father of lies, Satan. The whole human race was outfitted with obfuscation. Even though humanity's love affair with lying goes back that far, we don't want to sing lying's praises today. Instead, we want to understand how and why we lie. And then we need to hear again the good news that God has made us a people of truth. Made and remade us in the image of the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus and the good news that God forgives our sins, even sins of lying, but then expects followers of Christ, us, more and more, to be people who champion truth ourselves. We start by answering two questions. How do we lie? What forms do our lies take, that is? And why do we lie? Matthew 15 verse 19 says that out of the heart comes false testimony and slander. That's lying. Why do we lie is like asking the what's going on in my heart when I lie question. 
I want to give you five answers to those questions today. How do we lie? Number one, we lie to be cruel. Cruel lies crawl through our lips. Lies that are intentionally destructive and malicious. Lies said to drag someone's good name through the mud. You slander them, you're out to damage their reputation. Jesus was the recipient of this type of lie. From the Gospel of Mark, we read the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. They told cruel lies about Jesus in order to get him crucified. What was going on in their hearts? Envy, revenge, hurt, anger, hatred. To sum them up with one word, resentment. When I don't like you and I'm bitter against you and I'm angry and I'm hurt and I get resentful, then it will be very easy for me to offer a cruel lie to just get back at you. I've got resentment in my heart against you, and you're going to pay the price with a lie that I designed specifically for you to cruelly hurt you. How do we lie? Number two, we lie in order to escape consequences, to avoid punishment, a cowardly lie. You try to protect yourself, prevent pain in your life. My dog ate my homework, the famous unfinished homework excuse. Adam told this kind of lie in the Garden of Eden when he sinned. What did he say? What did he do? After disobeying God, he got ready to own up to his failed leadership responsibility. He got ready to take the lumps he had coming to him. He was prepared to take it like the first man ever. And out of the corner of his eye, he saw his wife right there. And he blamed Eve. And she, in turn, blamed it all on the serpent. When you don't want to get in trouble, you tell a lie. What's going on in your heart at the time of that lie? Fear. The teacher asks, who did this? Who wrote this note? As she holds the mocking note in her hand. You see the teacher's face begin to get red with anger. Her hands are shaking. This is not going to end well. This will mean a trip to the principal, some sort of punishment, maybe even a suspension. Certainly your parents will need to be involved and maybe even the final weeks of your sports career will be taken away. And as she goes through the class asking each person individually, you say what everyone else says. It wasn't me. You're telling a cowardly lie because you fear the consequence. But you lied. You know it. Teacher probably knows it. And God certainly knows it. How do we lie? Number three, we lie to impress others. The conceited lie. With this lie, you will try to create an image or cover up low self-esteem so you brag. Bragging and lying are kissing cousins. When you exaggerate and prop yourself up, that's a conceited lie. Remember Brian Williams, NBC's news anchor uh, from about seven years ago and well before that. For years, he told the story of how he was traveling as a correspondent with a group of soldiers in Iraq back in 2003, and the helicopter he was on was shot down by a rocket-propelled grenade. And One of the soldiers in particular saved his life as the helicopter 
fell to the earth. He repeated the story numerous times, including while being interviewed on David Letterman. Finally, 12 years later, the truth comes out by people who were there, soldiers. The helicopter Williams was on was never shot down. He had made it up. He made the whole thing up. Was it simply to prop up his persona as the heir apparent to Tom Brokaw at the anchor desk at the time? We may never know for sure, but it smelled an awful lot like a conceited lie to prop himself up to impress. What's going on in the heart with that kind of lie? Well, isn't it simply insecurity? When you lie to make yourself look better, stronger than you are, strip away the pride, the ego, the bragging, you're left with a person whose heart is insecure. Deep down, I know I'm not good enough, so I puff myself up. Instead of being honest with my weaknesses, I tell people I don't have any. Conceited lies come from an insecure heart. How do we lie? Number four, we lie for convenience. It takes too much effort and energy to tell the truth, so we tell a convenient lie. Convenience lies are all over the place. Your kids ask you to explain something with their homework, and you don't want to take the time to explain it. You're busy, or you don't want to get involved, and instead you just say something. Oh, Dad's too busy right now. Anything to keep them quiet. A convenient lie is often a prelude to another type of sin, gossip, You hear something about someone, and instead of taking the time to check the facts to see if it's true or false, you pass the misinformation on to someone else. How economical. Two sins in one. Gossip and lying right there together. What does the heart look like for this one? Isn't it simply a a heart being lazy? We just don't want to take the time, don't want to be bothered, so we lie. I'm busy with a client right now. I can't talk. And there's no client. And voila, a lie of convenience is spawned, motivated by laziness. How do we lie? Number five, sometimes we lie to manipulate other people. A calculated lie. A lie we use to get our own way and we'll stop at nothing to get it. With cold calculation, we'll manipulate someone's life if we have to, to get our way. We lie. What does the heart look like with that kind of lie? A heart filled with selfishness, with greed. This is the lie that says, this is what I want, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it, even if it means lie. People in business can be susceptible to this type of lie. Lovers of money and a certain lifestyle will use this lie to maintain their wealth or get it. It boils down to selfishness. I want what I want, so I lie to get it. Selfishness in the heart. Calculated lies on lips. It seems to me that this type of lie the calculated lie, so that I get what I want, is the lie that has been behind the abortion industry from conception. A truth that is so obviously true to so many followers of Christ that to deliberately abort a living, growing being inside of someone is to kill a human life with potential The calculated lie. Well, that's not killing. 
The calculated lie uses euphemistic language. It's just tissue. It's a fetus. It's a right to choose. It's a calculated lie that people tell themselves. I'm, I'm allowed to get what I want, and this human life inside me has nothing to say about it. It is an industry that tells and retells and more creatively retells that lie or misdirects to something else to talk about. So that eventually, finally, I'll be convinced and believe it myself. I'll say the lie, defend the lie, protest and picket against those who would reveal it as a lie so that I can go on believing it myself, the lie. I get to choose exactly what I want, and I'll do whatever it takes to make sure I do. The abortion industry in every part is built on a calculated lie. It's people surrounding themselves with only voices of what their itching ears want to hear and trying to silence any other voice of teaching that speaks the truth. Pontius Pilate asked the crowd who were screaming for the death of an innocent man, Jesus, shouldn't I release him to you? What has he done? He has done nothing illegal or wrong. And the crowd only listened to the lie in their hearts. Their itching ears itched for the lie rather than the truth. And the same thing is happening today these last 49 years. And when the lie of Roe v. Wade is now possibly starting to unravel, their itching ears will only hear the lie. The calculated lie. Can't stop there, though, can we? Can't stop there. If you haven't identified yourself in this liar's lineup with all of us other suspects, don't worry. There are many more types of lies. St. Augustine said there were eight different types of lies. Mark Twain said there were 869 different lies. Don't ask me where he got that number. Now with Twain... It turns out he considered only one of them squarely forbidden. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. He narrowly interpreted the ninth commandment. Jesus, on the other hand, tended to, well, broadly interpret the commandments, including the ninth. Who are you going to go with on that one? Twain or Jesus? Jesus. The point is, we all lie, and the problem with lying is that lying always is connected to a deeper spiritual problem, a problem in our hearts like resentment, fear, insecurity, laziness, and selfishness in our hearts, the ones we mentioned. So the heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. The heart of the issue is the issue of the heart. If my heart is filled with resentment, then I'm going to find myself telling lies, cruel ones. If my heart is filled with fear, then I'll tell cowardly lies. If my heart is filled with insecurity, I'll tell conceited lies. If my heart is filled with laziness, there are convenient lies. If my heart is filled with selfishness, calculated lies to get what I want. 
So what's the solution? What's the good news? The only way to stop lying, if you want to be a person of integrity, if you want to be a person who is known to tell the truth, is to get a new heart. And the only place to get it is from Jesus, Jesus Christ. What Jesus did at the cross where he shed his blood is this. He took all that resentment and all those cruel lies we tell and have told and will tell, and he forgave those sins. Then filled our hearts with love and joy and peace instead of resentment. He took all that fear together with all our cowardly lies, forgave them, and filled our hearts with his strength. He took all of our insecurity, our lies of conceit, forgave it all, and filled us with confidence in his abilities. He took all our laziness and the convenient lies we tell, forgave them all, and filled us with energy and power. He took all our selfishness and the calculated lies we tell to get what we want, forgave it all, and filled us with humility, selflessness, compassion, contentment, love, and empathy. Jesus tells us, remember, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. The closer we get to Jesus Christ, the more we're going to love the truth, speak the truth, live the truth, because Jesus said, I am the truth. So, how do we break our habits of lying? Here's an idea. First, I begin by honestly confessing my dishonesty, my lies. Start with confession. Start with admitting to God, God, I'm a liar. A lot of times I act like a son or daughter of the father of lies, the devil. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Jesus himself speaks about this in John 6 or 8, 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of liars. Beloved, the first step in telling the truth begins in confessing, confessing that we are liars. And that when we do lie, the offense against God is so great that we are likened to the devil himself, to murderer with our words, to murdering with our words. We're likened to, that's how we begin our confession. God, I'm sorry for lying in so many ways. I truly want to be a person of integrity. I want to break this deadly habit of speaking lies in whatever form I creatively speak them. I want to break this habit in my life, and I want to start by saying, I am a liar. I admit it. The lies I tell are an offense to you, no matter how small and insignificant, no matter how white of a lie they are. They are wrong, and I confess them before you. Next is to ask your Savior for his forgiveness and for him to change you. Please forgive me, Lord God, and make me like Jesus. The wondrous thing is that God will hear your prayer and he will forgive you every time because of Jesus, his son, who died for every one of those sins. And then God will make you more like Christ. God will consistently remove the lies and give you the truth of his son, give you the character of Jesus Christ, his son, which will, which will last eternally. He will give you your new heart again and again and again. And finally, 
Start telling the truth, speaking it in love even to your enemies, speaking it with courage and confidence even with your friends, speaking it the truth completely, consistently, lovingly, tactfully. Speak the truth joyfully because the truth, that is Jesus Christ, lives in you and expects the truth to show forth from you. Confess your lies to God. Ask Him to forgive you, and He does, and make you like Jesus, and He will, and then start telling the truth. Oh yeah, Proverbs 12, 22, sermon title. Did you sneak a peek at it? Hope you did. The Lord detests lying lips, but He delights in people who are trustworthy. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do confess we lie. We confess our lies to you, ones we think are so little, and the ones we know are probably pretty big. We confess them all to you. We confess them knowing that a lie for you is something that the great deceiver, the devil, speaks all the time to your children. Remind us of that. Let that bring us to our knees, we pray. We confess our lies to you. And we ask you to forgive us. We know you will because of Jesus, because he endured every single one of our sins, paid the price for them, the price that was eternal punishment against our sin, including the sins that are lies. Father, forgive us and make us more like Jesus every day. With Jesus, there's not an ounce of deception in him. It's all truth. He's even called the truth. Make us like Jesus, we pray. And then, Lord God, Remind us that what we can do every single day is tell the truth, is speak truthfully to the people around us. Remind us, that's who you've made us to be. That's who you want us to be. And then help us, Lord. Give us the power. You already have through your Holy Spirit. Give us the power to speak the truth in love. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.